pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings, howdy. Welcome back to your Kinetic Belief Podcast for attracting and manifesting whatever you desire. I am so glad to have all of you back with us again today. Meg and I are in concert on December the 19th in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a Christmas concert with World Class String Ensemble. There are three shows. The first two are sold out, Maggie, and there are only a few tickets left on the third one. And if you're feeling it, guys, you can get your tickets by visiting our website at stephencanyon.com. We would love to see some cabies there. It's going to be enchanting. Isn't it? Yes. No, it really is. No, it really is, And I'll though. explain that in a minute. If, you, <laughs> if you'd like to receive an occasional text, encouraging message from me, text the word kinetic to 844-844-0049. We basically live in Airbnbs now. <laughs> basically, we absolutely primarily absolutely do. That's yes, without question. <laughs> we've been doing we've been doing this for a few years. I think most most we talked about this before, but we made the decision we were going to travel and be in different places, be with different people, and free us up to do some of the events that we do. So the Airbnbs is was a great choice. We can cook our own food. I like your cooking. Get out of the hotels. <laughs> Thank you. So here we are. Yes. But, you know, we started off with traveling with, we thought we were going to do this with one suitcase. <laughs> one. <laughs> but you had the idea, hey, you know, we could just vacuum pack our clothes. Well, that's extra hilarious because of <laughs> your shoe collection. <laughs> well, that's. It's how many shoes. I mean, that's. I mean. Embarrassing. No, wear it proudly, <laughs> it's Steve. Em- maybe it's embarrassing for you, but I <laughs> I own that proudly. Uh, but yeah, collection. one suitcase—that's hilarious. That didn't, it didn't looking work. Back, it didn't know? work. So we went to two, and that didn't work. But you know what's really funny? What is? I look around, and now we've got. We're in okay. We're in Airbnb. We've got a sound system. We've got boxes <laughs> of books. I got my keyboard. You've got easels and paints. And now they just dropped off a thousand candles. <laughs> That's true. Now, Everything you just said is true. I but I feel like now we are true gypsies. You know, we're not minimalist even. We're just gypsying our way across the across the country, across the world, really. In our e-box, should we have a thousand candles in our living room? Ooh, that sounds exciting. Well, I guess it depends on the occasion. Talk about a good, like, meditation moment. (laughs) These are the elect, you turn them on, but the the thousand candles is for our concert. Yes. And so we ordered them, and a thousand candles, that's a lot of boxes. Well, and, And you know. What are we? What are we doing? How are we going to get to the next Airbnb? Well, not just that. I have to say, like, I'm not even so concerned about how many candles there are as much as just turning them on. That's going to be crazy. That's true because I don't know if you noticed or not, but the switches are, they stick. They're hard. <laughs> it hurts to, to turn the little switch well, and on. I have to protect my, my violin fingers, so I'm, well, I'm, I've got, I, I, can't help, piano. I can't help you. Well, we got to call somebody. <laughs> I think we need some help. Oh, my well, goodness. I guess we'll get some garden gloves. There you go. That's a good idea. It is going to be beautiful, isn't it? I mean, just the draping of the candles in that room, and it's going to be Christmas time. It's going to be so magical. That's the enchanting concert that it's going to be. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. filled with a thousand candles. Well, I have to say, I've been working through the music, and the arrangements are so stunning. They're so different. I've never mm-hmm. heard Christmas music arranged like this. So mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole, I'm just obviously <laughs> very Unique, excited. Uniquely arranged just for Yes, us. and I get to wear a beautiful yes. evening gown. It's, it's finally an occasion for dressing up. Because be you exciting. mentioned a few weeks ago, I never get to wear an evening gown. So guess what? And I think I even said I'm going to manifest more of those occasions. Well, so, boom. Here we go, filling up the schedule, and then also we're putting on our calendar some KB events coming up this year yeah. in addition to some of the concerts. I have so. to say, Steve, I, I'm ready. I am ready to meet with the KBs, hang out with them, spend that time together. The energy that flows during workshop events like that, it's so intense and it's so, oh, it just fills you up. We've got to get rid of the mystery between us all and get into the same space. <laughs> yes. Right? I want to hang out with Can't some say of I've you ever guys. felt like a mysterious person. <laughs> well, you are. You're I'm, so mysterious. I don't, I don't think I am. Yes, you are. Everything you need to know, you can literally see 
no, really. on either my face you don't, you don't or wear it on your sleeve. I think I do. Well, you do actually. Yeah. So what are we doing? What are we doing? I have a question. <laughs> actually, that what we're doing? Marjorie has a question. Marjorie from the UK. First of all, hey Marjorie, I love when people send in questions. Don't mm-hmm. you love it? Yeah. Because you know, I always have my own thoughts and and inquiries. But it actually, I think it, I know it helps me personally to, to read how others are thinking about life and seeing life and the questions they ask are so, like you always say, it's the right question that will get the right answer. Mm -hmm. Where did you say she's from? She's from the UK, the United Kingdom. Um, So here's her question. She wrote in saying, I'm basically a happy person and I believe I understand the difference between circumstantial happiness and optimistic happiness. Mm But why is that? Is it that sometimes, for example, I love to garden. Sometimes I feel emotionally happy while tending to my garden. And sometimes I feel a little, I guess, depressed while I'm gardening, which is something that I not only look forward to, but um, I enjoy doing it. And so from my secret little garden, love, light, and peace, Marjorie. I think I got that. I so got she, that too, she yeah. likes to garden. Sometimes she's happy while gardening. And that's, and that's also just an example she gave. So I think, and that's interesting. Okay. You know, you're, you're doing something you love, but you don't always have mm-hmm. the same emotion attached to it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Garden. And a lot of people like to garden in the UK. I mean, yes. I think most homes have a, a, a garden of, yeah. of sorts. Isn't it very the, hospitable the there for mm-hmm. gardening? Or maybe mm-hmm. they're just all really good at it. <laughs> uh, probably a little of both, right? Yes. I, I would love to have a garden one day. Wouldn't you? I'll just plant one at all Let's, of our all of the Airbnbs. Sure, bring it on in here. We got plenty of room on the other side of those candles. Yeah. You, you the check bikes. out of your Airbnb. There's like tomato plants. This is getting to be nuts. I'm I'm serious though. So I know. I don't know how we're going to get to the next Airbnb. What are we, we're going to have to have a truck. Let's, we're moving I guess, again. I guess we need to go get a van or something. We'll figure oh. it out. Sorry, Marjorie. Okay, back to Marjorie. Back to Marjorie. So sometimes she feels. Uh, Emotion, she said emotionally happy mm-hmm. while tending to her garden. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she feels depressed while gardening. So the, the gardening obviously has nothing to do with the way she's feeling. She also made a point. Mm-hmm. She wanted to let us know that she, uh, she does understand the difference between optimistic happiness right. and, and emotional happiness. Very good. So that's a great start. So yeah. something's going on outside of the optimism that is genuine happiness. Mm-hmm. And you know, instead of looking for the circumstantial, you know, it's the I will be happy when, or I am happy now that I'm gardening. Circumstantial happiness is not uh, authentic. So, Marjorie, there is a point in our lives, and it's different for everybody, but there's a point, there comes a moment when we realize that there's not only success, uh, good health, joy, happiness, fundamentally speaking, getting what we desire is success, right? Yeah. That's that is the most basic definition of success. You got what you desire, but there's also failure. There's sickness, um, losing, unhappiness. There's old age, decay, death. Getting what you think you don't desire is typically unhappiness. That's <laughs> failure. I, for example, I can remember as a kid the first time that I heard that people died, hmm. and. What's even worse than that, I remember hearing that one day I was going to die. Now, to me, that was bad news. <laughs> even worse than that, you dying. That, okay, me dying. you know, that's, that's pretty rough, man. You're going <laughs> to die. What do you mean uh, I'm going to die? So that's tough, yes. and that was hard. And because there I was, I was enjoying the newness of my human experience. I'm young and free, and I have nothing but eternity ahead of me. <laughs> and then hearing for the first time that I was going to die, uh, you know, okay. What am I going? What am I going to do with that information if I don't have something to replace it with? So, my one abstract for life, which was life, success, happiness, Santa Claus, all things being possible that are good for life and uh, expanding into the abundance of life. Um, which had been only success up to my five little years of age, now became two abstracts for life. The one of success, life, and then the one of failure, death. So now choice enters onto the stage of life, whether I realized it or not at that time. There are two abstracts, one of success and one of failure that I would need to 
contend with, categorize, understand, um, make a decision about how I was going to react to the negative one. Right. Uh, so, Marjorie, happiness is the fruit of what we're choosing to contend with. Mm. And not realizing that you know, I had a choice in the matter of abstracts at that time. I began to learn how to define things, which we all do. When, when the, you're first confronted with the thing you're going to have to contend with, that when it shows up, it's toxic and it's, it's a negative. Now you've got to learn how to define life as it was in this new light of information. You have to learn how to contend with or define circumstances in a positive way. People, you know, myself at that time, life as good and bad, as desirable and not so much. So on one hand, there's the possibility of order and happiness. On the other hand, chaos and the misery of destruction. Wow. So from a, from a very early age, success is usually associated with what every single person defines as either good or bad. Now, there are good things that happen, but they always seem to come from the threat of the good coming to an end. Right. Or yes come into some type of collapse or breakdown or the good simply becoming meaningless. The new car becomes old. The exciting new job becomes boring and no longer challenging. Mm. And so you, you quit on day two, Maggie. Yes, I did. And so, or the, mar <laughs> the marriage becomes dull and it becomes unfulfilling. Mm. And so then bad becomes even worse when regardless of the explanations for the failure, life just doesn't seem to make any sense anymore. You've reached the point to where the more you reason with a thing, the more it seems unreasonable. Well, and this is just making me think about the importance of embracing the flow of life because everything that you just described is really a symptom of, of trying to hang on to something in a in a sort of rotten way. You know, you get a you go you go get a treat, you go get a cupcake and Eventually, it's going to be moldy. You know, it, it is the actual ad, old adage, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Um, you, you know, but when you're in that kinetic belief flow, all good things are a river coming to you at all times. And so there, you can release things, you can enjoy them, you can consume them. It's this never-ending, um, well, it's sort of like a stream of income, but it's like, it's like emotional, positive life, lifeblood income. Well, and then the determining one that determines and decides if it's positive or not is you. It's you. And it's me. Yet again, it's up to us it's the, but <laughs> to there, determine. But you're, I think that's you know, a great point. There is a flow to it all. Mm -hmm. There is a flow. We are not going to change the flow. The flow just is. Yes. But what we do change is the expectation of what the flow will accomplish by us participating with it. In other words, Marjorie, simply by considering whether or not you're happy, you, know, you, you sent us the, the email, you're thinking, am I happy or not? Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I am. Considering that produces two different versions as proof of what you're considering to contend with. Mm. Now, actually trying to contend with or make rational, reasonable sense, even of higher consciousness, of wisdom in this world. The Bible even says that it's folly, it's foolishness. Mm. Because the wisdom of this world is based upon what can be observed, which is the manifestation of what cannot be seen. And so we have here, we've got this empirical order of structure that's being reorganized, it's being stirred up. It's being reimagined by us, by the thoughts and desires of human beings. We are in this big hodgepodge pot of potpourri and, and <laughs> possessions, and we're stir everybody's stirring it in the manner that they should stir it or would stir it. And we're by reasoning with the meaning of life, as defined by empirical logic, which is judging all things, judging each other, judging what we believe things to be as either good or bad, as if all things have some kind of a separate existence. Mm. But the fragmentation of creation as a separate existence, that's just an illusion. Mm. That's why to one person a situation can be good, while at the same time to another person that situation is bad. 
I feel like right now you're helping us organize our thoughts when it comes to the deconstruction of and, and the, our ability to understand how life existence works. And so, mm. you know, you know, remember in science books how you would have maybe like an atom or something and the whole page would just be as if this entity was sort of pulled apart so you could see all the different working pieces. And I know that in, especially in the, in the podcast, it, it helps me so much when we go through all of the different facets of, of the way that, whether life functions or belief functions. And today it's really about uh, not just happiness, but our relationship to the flow that you were just talking about, how that functions. Uh, yes, and it's, it's about determining what makes things what they are to you and to mm. me. What, why is that one thing to you wow. and it's one thing to another? Well, because, again, there's no... Um, all things have one existence, not separate existences. That really reminds me of some... I had some great advice given to me as a young performer because I, I didn't have stage fright, but I would get so worked up that it was it would be hard to even hold my bow steady and I always thought that was anxiety until somebody said a, a great teacher told me they said it's anxiety that but they said but just use it they said it's just energy so turn that energy into your playing you know turn it this way turn it that way and redefine it so all of a sudden now what was anxiety to me is now fuel to to play aggressively and and to play my best performance ever <laughs> I wish I mean listening I'm hearing you say that I'm not so sure that would have helped me because I remember the first time that <laughs> You're I like burnt no I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here thinking well, that would not have helped me I don't think Rec Recognize, oh, it okay, helped. I've got all this energy. No, it yeah. helped me so much because it took it because I was trying to press that energy down. I was trying to get rid of it, and which is impossible in the moment, right? Right, right. before you go on stage. Oh, I think the more you try to get rid of it, the worse it gets because yeah, you're so, you're focusing on that negative energy. Yeah. So, like the idea of redirecting it was helpful. It's, it's great for me, maybe for not you. for you. <laughs> well, my my situation was I was doing a televised concert. First one ever with an orchestra. Oh, yes. And the cameras and caught me off. This is a live performance, so there's no rehearsal to it. You go in, the studio, countdown, boom. How do you always find there. yourself playing concerts with no rehearsals? Because I don't know any better. <laughs> They're like, just come and play. <laughs> I you don't say, know. okay. You need to rehearse. <laughs> Write that down. Kids. Please practice. You need to practice. But I didn't. Well, there was no rehearsing. How do you rehearse a live performance? That's televised? true. You cannot rehearse the. Well, I guess you. Pro well, you didn't. No, I don't know though. That. But that's why, like, when you Sorry, were saying, everybody, that I'm trying to sort this thing out as we <laughs> on the fly here. <laughs> you just said that though the other day about the NFL games. How that's why people sometimes they can be these amazing players, and then their first game they're horrible. Because you can't practice that. Performance, and that's performance anxiety. And so, no, you can't practice that. And, or the same reason you, the Olympics are what they are. Yeah. You know, you, the, the, the gymnast can do that a thousand times in practice, but yes. then put the, the audience in there and the cameras, and then something else happens here. Yeah. The so cameras were, were there, yeah, yeah, and they were they were 12 inches from my hands as oh I sat there gosh. to play the now piano. That's a lot. My, and my hands, I felt like I had two baseball mitts, uh, one on each hand. <laughs> you start banging. They, they just, for, I mean, somehow I got through it. I think one of the pieces, though, I, I did go around the block a few times. No one and, knew, though. Yeah, pardon? No one has to know. Well, I don't care. <laughs> That's I'm how putting, it you know, I, I got lots of shoes, and I freaked out on a televised concert. <laughs> so there. I have to say we're, that... We're burying our souls today. The camera being 12 inches from your hands is... That's a lot. That was too much. That seems, that seems were, like a lot. They had to be rookies on the cameras, right? Absolutely. Well, they, sure, they weren't pianists. Yeah. So, But what is one... What is nervousness and anxiety? To one can be... Redefined. What? Redefined for someone else, as you were just telling us. It can be fun for the audience. <laughs> There's <laughs> that. Not. Now, that's, that's a whole other thing. I was at another concert. I was actually in the audience, and this guy learned to play the piano just to do this, just to play one song yeah. that he'd always oh, wanted to play. Oh, my word. Um, really? Rhapsody in Blue. Couldn't play the piano. He learned to play just Rhapsody in Blue. Wanted to do it in concert. Oh, my goodness. And this was at Wake Forest University, in fact. Okay. But I'm there, f uh, full house. And the guy goes up there and he's playing, and I can remember I was a nervous wreck. And I was like three rows from the back. So vicariously, I'm having a panic oh. attack for the guy up on the You are stage. the I definition was, of an empath, Stephen. That must be, yeah. Yep. But 
what were we talking about? <laughs> well, here's the deal. You can have two men in a truck pulling up at your home to move you, and one of them loves their job, mm-hmm. and they think it's the best thing that ever happened to them. The other one hates their job, and they think it's the worst thing that ever happened to them. The job just is. It cannot have a separate existence. The fragmentation of the job is an illusion. So what's happening here? The illusory seems very real when you're the when you're one of the two men on the truck, right? Yes. And you're the one believing the situation is bad. Yeah. Well, that's that's about as real as it gets. It's your bubble, so it's real to you've you. De- but you've defined it. Yeah. You see, we each have the ability to attach the belief that a thing is either good or bad to a thing. And it's the belief that creates the illusory of good and bad, of happy and sad, the inner dialogue. Something else is going on here. Look, the universe is indivisible, right? And all things are interconnected. In other words, nothing exists by and of itself. Nothing was formed in isolation. All things are interconnected. Everything is. Not only can a thing not be both good and bad, a thing is neither good or bad. It just Mm. is. Mm. Wow. And since all things just are, they're presented to every single human being for the purpose of labeling it. Here it is. Now you call it. You label it. There's a, a scripture in the, the beginning of the Bible where God tells human beings that it's up to them to label things. It's up to each individual to call things either good or bad. And it says that if you don't know what to, to call it or what to do, just call it good. Mm. Well, there's wisdom in that because we exist in where belief is concerned in a dualistic universe where everything will be subjectively good to you or bad to you. And particle physicists have proven this to be true through their research into quantum entanglement, where the belief of the observer changes the movements of protons and neutrons, which are the building blocks of of all matter. The God in each one of us has the authority to call things that do not exist as we would have them to exist. And this is the interconnectedness of all things in the universe. This is also making me wonder, so I'm assuming that this is obviously like, this is something we're applying to our sphere of influence, our bubble, our something within our reach. Because when we listen to the news, we read the news, we read about horrible things happening in the world. And I can hear somebody saying, well, you want me to call that good? But technically, that's not really in our sphere of influence, I guess. Is that accurate? We have. Every person has been given what you could, you could call a supply of good and bad labels. Okay. Endless supply. Mm-hmm. We came here straight from Staples, and we have truckloads of labels to use through this <laughs> lifetime. I'm a label maker. It's the illusory of our belief through the power of our dominion that gives every single person an endless supply of good and bad labels. And you probably know somebody that seems like all they have is bad labels. Yeah. Everything gets a bad label. Yeah. Other people, everything gets a good label. Good for you. Feel it that way. But we all have those two in our inventory. And we can stick them wherever we choose to stick them. If we choose to stick them at all. And I've had people stick bad labels on me. And I've had people stick good labels on me. I believed some of those bad labels when they were stuck on me. And I believed some of the good labels when they were stuck on me. But what I choose to believe is always up to me. I have the final authority of what I will choose to believe to create. I like this mantra, too, of call it good, call it good. And the fact that we are, I love this idea that everything that's coming to us is labelless and even formless, you could say, right. until we right. add our, our concepts mm-hmm. and our personal ideas to it. And we really do have the power, mm-hmm. the power to do that. And that's why we've said many, many times to cast down negative imaginations. Throw those bad labels down. Mm-hmm. Don't pick one up and don't stick it on anything because you mm-hmm. are taking a sense of ownership of whatever you put a label on. And I have to say, I will actually say the words, I cast that thought down because it's such a go-to for me. It actually gets rid of the thought and then allows me to to immediately do what you're saying, to, to put the right label on it. Well, there is explosive creative power in belief. Yeah. Yes. I mean, not only is the power of belief responsible for how we were created, 
but it's how the universe was wired to respond to the God within each one of us and to react to that which is in the image of God within each one of us, which is the kinetic energy that produces success. So you just mentioned that there are people who they only seem to have bad labels. And what if we're one of those people? So let's say we're listening to the podcast and this is, an, this is a eureka moment and we want to change. However, we are in a black hole of, of bad labels. We've been applying those bad labels year after year after year. And now we're ready to change. But how do you even begin to, to dig out from that? Well, you're going to have to start saying some positive things. And that's where journaling really comes in, in uh, to play. You're going to have to come up with some highest viewpoint expectations that become your, your mantra for life. You're going to have to relearn your language and stop, stop saying certain things and start saying other things. And that takes the practical work of, of speaking rather than thinking. If you start saying something or thinking something negative, start speaking something positive. You can't do both at the same time. Yeah. And that's effectively casting down the negative imagination. Okay. Wow. You know, getting what, getting what you want out of life is success. I mean, that's what it is. And success is the effect that's coming from the application of a cause. So the cause of success is the same within every person. The difference is in the things that successful people desire. But it's not in the the success itself. In other words, success is essentially the same thing, whether it results in the attraction of health, wealth, the development of talents or positions in life. Success is the manifestation without regard to the things that are being manifested. Wow. Okay. And wow. We've, we've talked about this you know, at length before, but it is a law in nature that like kind attracts like kind, mm. that the same causes always produce the like kind effects. In other words, Success is not a respecter of persons. What works, works regardless of who is working it. So really we need to see this more of a formula, with it, and it has an outcome, and it's going to be based off of your inputs. Yes, there's a formula. No matter what. Yes, a formula. Since the, since the cause of success is the same, the formula is the same, the cause of success has never changed, then the cause of success, it must be the same in all cases. Mm. But what we want to do is look at the fruit of a person's success and point to that and say, and say, you know, that's what success looks like. But that's polar opposite from what is actually true. What success looks like actually cannot be seen with the naked eye. Wow. And this is giving us a heightened awareness of what we're inputting, the seed we're sowing. So that because, yes, you, you have to first sow the seed to get the fruit. Uh, but it's making us more aware of what are your inputs, what are you sowing, and then how are you working that seed that you've sown to then get the desired outcome? Because you can have different. I just I love how you're t- you're reminding us to don't just look at the fruit, and when we focus on what we're sowing here, it's going to make all the difference on the mm-hmm. on the on the other side. And, and sowing is such a good word because it it it. Uh, shows that the cause of success is always within the person who succeeds. And to get within the person who is successful, something has to be sown there. Mm. Success is not the expensive car. There's something else going on here that produces the success, the fruit Mm. of it. And so if the cause of success was in the environment, for example, outside of the person, then all persons in that environment would be successful. And we know that's not the case. So we know that the cause of success is actually in the individual, and it's not anywhere else. Nowhere else. Knowing this fundamental truth of the power of manifestation makes it mathematically positive that I can succeed if I will find out the cause of success and develop it to sufficient strength and not wavering, apply it in the correct way, to my desires. Well, what's happening when I do that? I'm a kinetic believer, and now I'm, I'm working on something. You know, this is also reminding us of the importance of, of holistic outcomes, po- holistic positive outcomes, because, you know, I love how you always sign off uh, in emails and things, light, sending you light and love 
you know, Stephen, uh, you know, you don't sign off saying, sending you cars and boats, Stephen. <laughs> but there's a reason, you know, because success is not, like you're saying, it's not just what you're looking at. Somebody can seem like they have everything that you could ever hope for, but it's just a house of cards because it's not, it's not being held up by light and love and kinetic belief. And, and that really even puts a, a level of sustainability into the things that we're, the fruit that we're sowing toward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, the condition of my position is what produces the light and love that is a cause of the effect. Yeah. And truly, I'm sending that out. That is not just a, a catchphrase. It is the position of our condition that changes things. Mm. You see, I know that the application of a cause cannot fail to produce a given effect. And I know that. If there's a failure anywhere of any kind in my life, it's because the cause was not sufficient. My kinetic belief wasn't pure, or you know, my kinetic belief was not applied in the correct way. And so the cause of success is in the, it's in the creative power of belief within me. It's really interesting to approach kinetic belief from a, really a formula-based perspective, because I, th- I think sometimes... It's easy to think that we don't that we cannot combine the the sure thing with the believed for thing as if faith is supposed to always be blind or it's not pure faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for it. I'm all for taking science and formulas and a depth of understanding and using it to sort of upbraid under what what we're believing for and and why we're believing. Yeah, getting down to the root, getting under it again, because look, it's not the it's not in the loan, it's not in the degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, success is not in the relationship. It's not the marriage itself. I have the authority to develop any power to a limitless extent. For there is no perceivable end to transcending the ego. Wow, what a thing to consider, really. No end to it. <sighs> And what's really exciting is I can increase the strength of this power indefinitely. You know, I'm not going to get to the end of that rainbow. Yeah. And in other words, I will never arrive to the conclusion that, well, it's just too late. It's finished. I'm done, washed up. My ship has sailed and I'm just stranded here. And, and that's okay. I've got my two suitcases and my keyboard with me. And you, you can't teach an old dog new tricks anyway. No, no. I have the unending ability to manifest what I desire to do. I have the skills to do it and to attract what I desire to acquire when my kinetic belief is strong enough. You see, I can apply it to the desire and without failure, I will always succeed. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is to learn what the cause of success is and how to apply it. This is so illuminating because... On either end of the spectrum, whether you are at the spectrum of failure or, or uh, all of your dreams have seemingly come true, I, I like that you're labeling those as successes because it is the correct outcome for what was input. And that also means that even if we are at the pinnacle of success of what we deem successful in our life, we're still going to need the ability to infuse kinetic belief in our, in our life to go to the next mountaintop and the next one, because just because you've had fill in the blank success, it doesn't mean you don't need the next one. We're always growing. And that's the flow we, we began by talking about. And the flow is also its part. We have our part in this. And there is a formula, like you said, to success. And the universe has its part that it's going to fulfill when we do our part. Yes. You know, the, Development of, for example, the special faculties, the talents to play the violin, to do whatever a person does, those talents, developing those talents to be used in, cre- in creating, that is essential. It's not the cause of success, however. Your ability to play the violin is not the cause of your success. Right. You can play the violin, and that's great, but that's not the cause of it. It's not what attracts. It's not what manifests success. The, my ability to write music and play the piano, that's not the cause of my success. Or my, my love for spiritual wisdom and, and enlightenment and my pursuit of particle physics and all of these other things, it's not the cause of any kind of success. But no one, not God, not the bias of the universe, nothing expects a human being to succeed as a musician or anything else without developing the musical faculty 
And it would be absurd to expect an architect to succeed without developing the skills for design, for example. Or a sage or a shaman to succeed without developing spiritual understanding. Or a particle physicist to unfold the substance of belief without the understanding of quantum mechanics. Or an investor to succeed without developing the, the faculty of finance. So whatever your genius of purpose is, whatever your curiosity is speaking to you about, develop the faculties, the talents, and the skills, all that you can. But do so understanding that even the development of talents and knowledge is not enough to produce success. I think that's what I want to drive home here today. Mm. You know, there used to be a, a singer-songwriter. We looked him up not long ago that played his guitar in a lounge in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Every weekend that billed himself as the world's greatest unknown. And I heard him play in Atlanta one time, many, many, many years ago. And I can tell you, he was probably the world's greatest unknown. <laughs> uh, no argument with me. There are people with amazing musical talent who fail as musicians, that fail as spiritual teachers, that have insightful wisdom, who fail as shamans, particle physicists who've clearly imagined what existed the moment before inflation. And they, they fell as physicists, investors, with futurist visions who fell as investors. Because success does not depend on having good tools. It depends more on the power that applies the tools that uses the skills. Wow. So we make certain that our talents, we make sure that our skills and all of our tools are kept in good form. We practice. We, we keep them sharpened. That we, are, we, we read about the mechanics and we work them out. We practice to keep our talents in the best possible fluid working condition we, that we can. And don't doubt for a moment that you can develop any skill to any level that you desire. It's possible. We talk a lot about the egoic mind and how if it's not used as a tool for observation rather than identification, it'll corrupt who we were created to be. Yep. Lead you off track. Down a road, you've got no business going down. And you'll get to the end of your life and realize you lived someone else's. Mm -hmm. Tragic. And we will experience an inauthentic life as a result of that. One that's filled with just you know, disappointment, worry, doubt, and fear of failure. But the ego, when it's used as a tool for learning skills and sharpening talents, it will assist you in successfully manifesting what you desire. So if I wanted to compete in a 5K run, God help me. But if I want to do that, I will use my ego to identify with those who successfully run 5K races to train my body to get the right shoes out of my suitcase and shorts. <laughs> and so, but this is just the beginning. I'm on the right track, but I'm standing at the starting line and I'm ready to go. This is a really, really cool visual that you're giving us that every, you, you've laid out that every success has so many facets and so many steps leading up to it and making sure that we're applying the label of good to every single step all along the way whether it's gaining the skill perfecting the skill applying the skill uh, so on and so forth but making sure that as kinetic believers we are being very not just aggressive but very focused laser focused on making sure that we are choosing the the right positive thinking labels mm -hmm. and attaching it to every single portion of of the journey as we as we head in that direction positive thinking labels as part of the recipe isn't it because yeah. those who are experiencing their best lives are those who succeed because they use their skills and talents that we're talking about it as just an undergirding to the power of kinetic belief and they do it successfully yeah they repeat 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 and they stay with the formula with the formula yeah. and they don't they don't uh, get off track anywhere but then there is the majority maggie who have equally good talents and skills and but they fail because they use them without the creative power of kinetic belief and you're the world's greatest unknown and your light is hidden in a bush mm -hmm. no one knows you're there you're not yeah. sharing the essence of your genius of purpose with anybody a kinetic believer a kb is the the something that's 
kinetic belief is the something that's in a person who is successful that enables them to use their talents, use their skills, and use their genius of purpose successfully. Kinetic belief, that is the something that's cultivated by every single person who succeeds in life and in love. And this feels incredibly vital, understanding kinetic belief as something that we're wielding. We're wielding it as we go through through life. And mm-hmm. it's something that you can you can touch every single part of your life with it and making yes. sure that it is. And, and that's an expansion on the, on the understanding of what, what does it even mean to, to live holistically mm-hmm. as a kinetic believer. And it's not to, it, what's interesting is that it seems like you're going to be doing more, but as I think it through the pre, it actually releases more pressure because it's a flow and applying kinetic belief, making sure that we're applying it to every single nook and cranny of our lives, it's going to actually release a lot of negativity and release the pressure mm-hmm. and make all of this technically easier. Pressure only comes from taking ownership of the things you have no business taking ownership of, of being a manipulator, of trying to do the part of the universe. The universe has its part and we have ours. And if you feel pressured, it's because you are in a hurry and you're worrying about the part that you have no control over. So that's the, the question is, what is kinetic belief? What is our part? What is, I just turned this on. I've been listening to, to uh, jazz and I found you guys. What's, you're so funny. What are you talking about? You're like, what? You're like, and in closing, what is kinetic belief? <laughs> Steven, <laughs> here we oh. go. <laughs> I'm buckling up. I'm going to add a I'm going to add a seatbelt to my chair here for these moments. <laughs> yeah, we were at the end, <laughs> we're at the end end of a workshop and the hand goes up. Um, excuse me. What did what, you just say? What no, what's kinetic belief? <laughs> what is kinetic belief? What All are you right. even talking about? Thumbnail. How's that? <laughs> On the surface of the human endeavoring it, it, there is the the poise of expectations. Yeah. posture. Yeah. It is a condition and it's an action, but that's only the hat that the magician pulls the rabbit from. <laughs> that's what you can see. Mm-hmm. And belief sustained in the mind of the believer is evidenced by the conscious power in action. Kinetic belief is the active power of attraction. It's the unwavering consciousness that we feel when we know that we can do something. It's what we feel when we know that we can succeed. And you know how to succeed, and you know how to do the thing. If you can imagine that you can succeed, and imagine how to succeed, and sustain the imagination with desire, gratitude, words, and action, you are successfully implementing the formula we've been talking about, and you will have created the space for the universe to now manifest Exactly, exactly what you've commanded. Not only have you enacted the motion of attraction to rearrange circumstances, but now get this, you cannot fail. You, it is impossible to fail because the success and or the failure part has nothing to do with you. It's not correct to even say you can be successful or you can fail. The universe outside of you is responsible for the success. You're responsible for the kinetic belief. Mm. So you cannot lose because failure and success is now out of your hands. Or you can take control of the end result and absolutely you will fail or you will succeed in the sense that that kind of success only comes with sorrow. But success that is implemented by the universe that's beyond you and responsible only to your empowerment through kinetic belief is always successful. The universe is programmed to fulfill our highest expectations without regard to anything, without regard to anyone else. And it doesn't matter who you are or where we come from. The universe is not a respecter of persons. It always, always, it always responds to the kinetic energy of belief to fill the void with the physical-like kind. You know, I know that we're all approaching life so differently, but for me personally, what gets me so excited about everything that you just said is that I I have anxiety when I feel like I'm helpless. 
when I feel like I can't do something, when I can't, I can't fix something in my own life. And, and the formula and everything that you just laid out, it says, you know, hey, unequivocally, you absolutely can, can create any life that you want. And it just makes me, I'm just saying it makes me feel good. It makes me feel great about the possibilities, what's coming, what I have access to. If there's something today that maybe is, is weighing on me, I know exactly how to handle it now. And that's, it's it's incredibly hopeful, but it's also very, very empowering. It's stressful when it comes to fixing things if you think that your part of fixing it is beyond you. Mm-hmm. In other words, if your car yeah. needs to be fixed, you'll feel stressful if you're Get, if you get out the tools from the, the broom closet here and you go down to the car, open the hood and climb up under it and start taking things apart, that's stressful. It's out, yeah. you have, it, it's out of your It's foreign. Purview. It's beyond it's, you. You're not supposed to. You take the car to the mechanic. You take, your, <laughs> you take what needs to be fixed to the universe, the mechanic of your life, yeah. and through kinetic belief and the empowerment of your authority and dominion to choose this thing over that thing, to put the positive label on it, yeah. the universe, your mechanic shows up with the right set of tools and in, in, ensures your success because the universe understands exactly how that engine works. That's all a great commercial. This guy's he's, he's standing over the hood looking at in, inside his car and a guy walks up and he's like can I, can I help you and he was like I don't know man it's a spaceship in here <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's exactly what it feels like yes. you're, you're looking at something that is so far beyond your because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be. It works that way. That's exactly what you've shown us today. Well, you're not doing your part. You're trying to do the part of the universe to bring home the bacon. Mm-hmm. And that's that this is a this is team there's teamwork here. Yes. There's a partnership here. There's a, yeah. a covet a, a covenant that you're a part of. And every single thought to fix whatever it is that's held within the kinetic energy of belief will be a successful thought. It will mm result in success and every action committed within the kinetic energy of belief will be a successful wow. action and if every thought and every action is successful then the sum total of all of our actions cannot fail and if like you were saying earlier meg if we count it all joy all will be joyful if we hold the belief that all things are working together for our good the universe, the mechanic of our life, enfolds, enfolds to manifest all things now working together for our good. You can't help but laugh at the idea of, hey, I, I can, you can actually be a successful loser. <laughs> I mean, you can just getting a hold of this truth that you will be successful because of the way the universe works as we now know. And we now know the mechanics of it and exactly all the different moving parts. And we understand our parts and making sure that we, and again, it's, it's showing kinetic belief is something that you're wielding. And so wielding it in the right direction for your good, assuming the good, assuming the progress, assuming the, the, the miracle is is going to be the making sure we're successful at the right things. It's just cracking me up, the concept. Making sure we're <laughs> successful is making sure that we have contracted with the universe, our proper mechanic, to mm. do the, the correct thing in our life. Remember, we, we got our labels. You're using the, the positive labels in the correct way. Yeah. If you want to use the creative power that you've been endued with, you have to love yourself. You have to love others. To get the universe to do the right thing, because it's ready, it's prepared to do it without, without judging you. Mm. Believe to see the love within you and to not be moved by what you see in, in others in, in any way. And, and when you determine to stand forever to receive the good expectation, I'm telling you, you'll never have to stand for long. You know, this is also making me think about relationships, because all of a sudden now, what we love to, we, it's easy to throw around throw around the word toxic when it comes to relationships. And that's a big word. That could mean many things. But all of a sudden now, for me, it's being revealed as someone who is constantly trying to label things in your life as bad, mm-hmm. as negative, as or not enough. Else's life. Or someone else, else's life. So it's just, um, it's very revealing. And let's not make more work for ourselves by having to get rid of all those negative labels. You know, make sure that all of the all of our relationships are are assisting us in labeling things as good and positive in our life. And isn't the relationship part of it a little tricky? I mean, on this planet, (laughs) 
you it's were a little tricky. You were, you were you told me you were in the spa the other day and you were in the meditation lounge and you were yes. minding your own marvelous wonderful beautiful business and so you you were there and and the quiet and, the music's and playing. you said i'm throwing it to you some women came in and they were having a conversation yes. about people that weren't there and it was all toxic it was, it was all, all negative. negative yes and not only that it was super loud which was weird <laughs> but that was just part well, of that's it that's a different thing but you're just laying there i'm just laying there you know thinking all the positive thoughts working on that and yeah it's it's this huge um disruption of negative labels and i think it's interesting how much you use the word labels today because that does give you a deeper understanding of what's of what's actually happening when someone is speaking negatively they're actually sticking the word bad onto everything around them and eventually you if you if you let them get close enough (laughs) if you are considering it then you are allowing those negative labels to be stuck on you and they will have an effect because you have to be a kb who casts down imaginations and protects their environment and also who you give access to because look a kb who journals from their highest expectations is somebody that's working on the the internal dialogue that we are allowing to be ingested by our higher consciousness and if you don't have a journal Look, go to my website, go to our website, and get the 100-Day Law of Attraction Guided Journal. And if you're not able to do that, use a legal pad right on the wall. Do whatever you have to do, but start journaling. Start journaling your articles of faith, the, the way that you see your life unfolding. Meditate on it. Imagine it. Desire it. Be grateful that you already have it. Because it's yours. Learn the the language of your desires. Put the words with your expectations and then act as though you have it. And if you use your journal as the foundation of your kinetic belief, I'm telling you it'll reveal the development of your manifestations as you move with your moment from day to day. I have to say, this formula that you've walked us through today, it's going to become even more potent, I think, when, when we realize that we can apply it to areas of our life where we've had very bad examples So, for example, we've talked many times about how if the only example you were shown as a child is poverty, it takes a lot of imagination to mentally live beyond lack Mm -hmm. and beyond the negative thoughts of not having enough. And so I I find it very um, hopeful and exciting that if you have any area like that, maybe, maybe you didn't have a good parental example growing Mm -hmm. up and so now all of a sudden you need to be a good parent and you've never seen that before but this is a formula that you can overlay into any of these areas and it's going to fill in that gap Mm -hmm. where you know maybe some examples are missing well that's why you can take a you can take your journal that you're writing in and use it as a type of vision board but rather than board something that you can elongate mm-hmm. with a narrative because the narrative has got to come with the vision board yeah. and that's why the journaling is so vital yeah. it is a fact maggie in quantum physics in spirituality in nature that the unseen is always capable of being seen. In other words, that's where all manifestations come from. That the cause of success, it's within you, it's within me, and it's capable of being fully developed. And I'll tell you that if you don't have any reason that you can think of to develop in the power of your kinetic belief, just do it because it's out of this world fun. You're missing out on a lot of fun <laughs> to to Just, be to, yes. to be able to rearrange circumstances, to be able to attract money, to heal, and to be healed. Uh, there's nothing else more satisfying to human endeavoring because we are wired to see what we kinetically unwaveringly believe. I love it. You know, you're just a walking party. You're like, at least just come to the celebration. Just, at least just come do have, some tricks. Yes, yeah, sing the songs and drink the wine and have have a good time and <laughs> at least do it for that for no other reason. Look, people fail because the ego thinks objectively that it can do things, but at the first sign of any resistance, it thinks it cannot do things. However, the higher state of consciousness does not identify with success or failure. It doesn't think that it can. It doesn't think that it cannot. The higher state of consciousness doesn't see things as good or bad. It doesn't judge anything. That place 
It's aligned with the substance of approval. It's approved of. Approval. There's no condemnation there. It's just approval. And it conforms all things with that which is approved of in love. But the egoic mind as a character of consciousness and, and, and not as a, a tool of inspiration is impressed with doubts of you know, anyone's ability to succeed at all. All my ego needs to consider is that I can succeed. All that is possible to anyone is possible to me. You see, I am successful. Not because of any fruit of success, but because I'm successful. Mm. I do succeed, for I'm full of the essence of the power of success. I am love. I am happiness. So I can't lose something that I am. Mm. Marjorie, you are happiness. So rather than looking outward for evidence of it, or inwardly even for the feeling of it, is an incorrect path to what is. You are. And this is the simple truth of my own existence. If I'm unhappy, it's because my ego is identifying with things that make me unhappy in my garden out back. And I realize that I choose my truth as I begin journaling my truth. To saturate my expectations with the knowledge that, you know what, I can do what I want to do. I can have what I want to have. I can experience exactly what I want to experience. It's fascinating to introduce the concept of identity at this point in the conversation today. Because it's bringing it home. It's bringing it full circle now it, to this depth. It's giving us a depth of understanding about what this formula really is. And it's really a formula for understanding self and understanding identity and exactly how that's going to produce whatever fruit we're wanting to manifest. What do you have to lose? Exactly. If you don't have it to begin with. So you, listen, KBs, yes. don't ever doubt it again. It is within your power to make a greater success in your life than anyone has ever made before you. Mm -hmm. If you were born into poverty, like Maggie says, you can have a greater life than anyone has ever had or ever made before you. Persist. Stay with it. And don't cave in and quit. You will begin to know that you have within Within you, you've got every single person has the lighthouse which attracts that which can do what you want to do. Now, you may not fully understand why this is so important right now, but what we talk about here on this podcast and write about is that it is absolutely vital that you do your life. There are keys to unlock your imagination for the essentials of your highest being. And regardless of what you may have believed, I'm telling you that there is more. There is a higher love. There is light that permeates all of space, that permeates all of time to uphold the highest version of each one of us. And the test is, are you willing to believe your highest self? Go ahead and pass the test. Stop doubting, stop worrying and questioning, and be bold to do and to refuse to count the cost. Your presence, I'm telling you, it's going to demand an explanation when you show up expecting nothing less than your absolute best. And our imagination, all of us, it's a gift from God that holds the secret to manifesting the genius of our greatest selves. So we go there to see it, to believe it. And I like what Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, said. He said, sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, Steve. Let other, let other <laughs> people begin to know the world's greatest that's been hidden within you, the impossible that is within you, that, that's there for you to reveal for others to see. You see, we are all of us. We are a gift to one another. Give the greatest version of yourself, and the Bible says that you shall receive. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Yes, let's do it. To say this aloud, I'm receiving new imaginations for my best life. I'm receiving new imaginations for my best life. My creator. My creator. Imagine me. Imagine me. To prosper. To prosper. So I deserve everything I desire. I deserve everything I desire. I love who I was created to be. I love who I was created to be. Unconditionally. Unconditionally. And today. And today. Right now. Right now. I'm advancing. I am advancing. To become a better. To become a better. Healthier. Healthier. Stronger. Stronger. Happier. 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 Wiser. <laughs> Wiser. <laughs> me. Wiser. <laughs> me. <laughs> I deserve to attract unconditional love. I deserve to attract. 
attract unconditional love. Just because of who I am. Just because of who I am. Because I am love. I am love. I deserve to attract the substance of happiness. I deserve to attract the substance of happiness. Because I only imagine. Because I only imagine. To be happy. To be happy. I deserve to attract success. I deserve to attract success. Because I only imagine. Because I only imagine. To be abundantly successful. To be abundantly successful. Maggie, life is beautiful. Steve, life is beautiful. And I look for the beauty that I imagine to see. Mm, I look for the beauty that I imagine to see. It's surrounding me everywhere I go. It's surrounding me everywhere I go. And today? And today. Right now. Right now. In this moment. In this moment. It is great to be alive. It is great to be alive. What a fun and fast-paced and fantastic podcast <laughs> this has been today steve yes. and make sure you go to stephencanyon.com you can check out the journal there and then also you can stay up to date with our upcoming events we love getting all the emails from you guys and we hope to see some of you at the concert oh, yeah. want to catch up with some of the kbs and just do yeah. a big group hug if that's allowed group <laughs> elbow hug <laughs> whatever yes, we can do absolutely and sending out much light and authentic love to all the kbs all around the world and thanks as usual steve for all the wisdom bye